Well, hi everyone. It's great to be with you. My name is Tom. As Joe said, uh, you are so welcome to be with us, especially if this is your, your first time or you've been joining us just for the last few weeks or months. It's great to be with you. I hope those of you that made the barbecue this morning had a great time and we're looking forward to doing it all over again next Sunday at Marley Hill this time instead of All's End. So please join us for that. Book on the website. Uh, and tonight we're going to gather together just for a short time of hearing from God's word and worshipping and being in his presence. I know lots of us have uh, been on holiday or are on holiday or taken a break, but it's so important that we keep meeting together in God's presence together. As Joe said, there's lots of events going on in the summer. Summer 21, it's a great opportunity as things have opened up for us to spend time together, have some fun, uh, maybe reconnect if we felt a bit disjointed over the last 18 months. So please uh, keep your eye on all the events that are coming up. They're thick and fast throughout the weeks in August. Uh, so keep your eye on and book onto the ones that you like. So uh, this evening, uh, I've just got a short talk to share with us. We've just finished our series on Kingdom Dream Chasers, which has been fantastic. And so in a sense, the talks in August are going to be, uh, I guess you call it a free hit or standalone talk. So, you know, I was um, praying and uh, thinking about what I was going to speak about today. And so what I'm going to talk about is lessons that I have learned from being a father and how that has helped me understand better God's father heart for me. Uh, so lessons from fatherhood, I guess you could call that. Now, I know when um, if I talk about fatherhood and I talk about parenting, this is going to bring up a whole range of emotions and memories and feelings for all of us. And there's going to be a, a huge spectrum. Some of you will have had really happy childhoods and you have lots of good memories. And I know some of you will not have had such good childhoods and maybe quite difficult ones. Some of you will have had great dads and some of you may not have had great dads. Some of you may not have had a dad. And so we know there's a whole spectrum of us together in this church. And of course, it's the same for parenting as well. When I talk about parenting, uh, many of you listening will, will have children, uh, but there'll be some of you who maybe have wanted to become parents and haven't been able to. And so uh, I just wanted to say at the start that me talking about parenting and being a father doesn't make me uh, special in any way or give me some sort of special insight. It's just a few thoughts that I learned along the way. And as I was preparing, I just really felt like uh, the Holy Spirit just um, highlighted them to me. So that's what I wanted to, to talk about. And before I actually get onto the three short points that I have, I wanted to say this, that understanding and receiving a deeper realisation and understanding of God as your father and his love for you, which is unconditional as his child, is one of the most important steps that we can take in our lives as we, as we follow, follow him. The Bible is super clear that when we accept Jesus into our lives, we are adopted into his family adopted into his family we become children of God John 1 12 says this but to all who did receive him that's Jesus who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God now I know as I said for some of you the word father might feel painful or difficult for you you know maybe growing up uh, the love you received from your father was conditional maybe on how you performed at school or in sports Maybe your father was prone to getting angry or maybe he was distant. Maybe you never knew your father at all. But God's love for you is totally unconditional. He is the only father 
that will never let you down. His love for you is totally unrelenting. And what's amazing is this, right now in this moment, it would be impossible for God to love you any less, but also any more. It'd be impossible for God to love you any less, but also any more, because his love for you is already perfect and complete. It can't, it can't diminish, it can't expand, nothing you can do can affect it. You can't get more of his love, you can't get less of it. And it's so important that we remind ourselves of that fact, that we, that we live out of that reality, that we are loved. Maybe you need to experience that realisation for the first time. Growing up, I have had and still have wonderful parents that I'm so thankful for, but I still remember vividly having an incredible encounter with the Holy Spirit when God's love for me as a father became a fresh reality. I was 18, and before moving to Newcastle uh, to study at university in 2005, I took a year out and I went and lived in Fiji for six months with YWAM, or Youth with a Mission, who are a big Christian organisation. And in one of the weeks, we had a, a speaker come in and he taught the whole week on the Father Heart of God. And I remember going to see him after one of the evening meetings and I just, I knew I had some pain in my heart that I wanted to get prayer about. And so he began to pray for me. And as he did, it was like a huge tidal wave of God's love just washed over me, his affirmation, his love. It crashed over me and I began to weep. And honestly, I don't think I've ever been the same since that moment. So if you're listening tonight, and you're already a Christian, but you know that you need that fresh or greater realisation of the Father heart of God for you, then I pray that as I speak and as we worship and as the Holy Spirit ministers, that you would receive that. And I also think there may be people listening to this who don't yet know Jesus. You might have stumbled onto this video on social media or maybe a friend invited you. But as you're listening to me speak, there's just something in your heart that Maybe it's beating a bit faster, but you just know that you long for that love of the perfect father, the father that will never let you down. So again, that my prayer is for you that as you listen, as we worship, as we rest in God's presence, that the Holy Spirit would meet you tonight. So by way of a slightly long introduction there, I've got three points that I wanted to share tonight. Three things that I've learnt as I've tried and stumbled through fatherhood. Um, I'm, I should explain that my wife and Hannah and I, we have two daughters. Our eldest is Layla, who's five, and our youngest is Eliana, who's one. So the first one is this. Um, God is easy to please, but hard to satisfy. God is easy to please, but hard to satisfy. So let me explain that. That's a, actually a quote from C.S. Lewis, who uh, is a very famous Christian writer. If you haven't come across him before, I can't recommend mere Christianity enough. It's a brilliant, brilliant book. Um, as I say, we have two daughters and Layla has just finished her uh, first year of school. She's finished in reception and it's been amazing to see how fast she has developed this year. Her reading and her writing has come on so fast. She's got a, she got a brilliant end of year report that made us so proud. Uh, she's really into drawing at the moment. She's prolific. So, you know, we'll wake up at whatever it is, half six, 6.45. Sometimes she's already done three, four, five drawings. By the time we've woken up, she likes making cards for people. She's just really creative at the moment and drawing and writing. And whenever she does something, she often comes running over to me. Daddy, daddy, look at what I have drawn. And as a father, I, I just am so easily pleased. 
I love it. I love anything she does. I love seeing her creativity, her imagination. I am really easily pleased. But then, let's say we fast forward 10 years and she's 15 or 20 years. If she was still bringing me drawings that look like she did now, or if her writing and reading was the same as it was now, I wouldn't be satisfied with that as a father. And that's because as a father, I love her unconditionally, but I also want her to grow and to develop and to learn, to expand her understanding, to reach her full potential, to achieve everything she can achieve. I want her to grow. And it's the same for God and for you and for me. As your father, he loves you. And just like when Layla brings me a picture now, he's so easily pleased by you, like that quote from C.S. Lewis said. But he also has placed a call on your life to grow and mature, to become more like him, to become more holy, to put aside your, your old sinful nature, to fix your minds on Christ. I'm sure uh, that many of you have been watching the Olympics over the last few weeks. I love it. And for those athletes that compete, they have to be so single-minded and focused on the goal they have of winning in their event. And we too have to have that same focus and determination in our relationship with God. It won't happen by accident. We won't mature and become holy by accident. In the New Testament, Paul, who wrote uh, large chunks of it, often used sporting metaphors and in Philippians 3.14 he says this I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in God in Christ Jesus the Greek word here for pressing on is dioko and it means to run swiftly after something to pursue to reach a goal and you know, the last year, a year and a half has been so disorientating, difficult. I imagine for lots of us, our sort of spiritual practices, our routines, our exercise, everything sort of went out the window and was been disrupted. But now is a great opportunity to sit down and be really honest with yourself about where your relationship with God is at. And when you've done that, I really want to encourage you to put in place a plan that will help you move forward. Maybe you call it a training program, like those athletes have. They need to peak at the Olympics, so they have a training program for four years. How can we proactively grow closer to God? I normally do this at New Year. You know, people make New Year's resolutions, so what I do is I sit down and I ask God to reveal to me areas of my life that he wants to work on in the coming year. So we need to live in the reality that God's love is unconditional and he is so easily pleased by us, but also in the reality that he wants us to grow and mature and reach our potential. Secondly, God knows your voice. God knows your voice. So as a dad, I could be in a room full of people, but I can immediately recognize the voice, voices of my two girls. I can distinguish them from other children. I can even recognize their cry if they're hurt. As a parent, I can also determine often um, the tone of their voice. So if Layla hurts herself, I can tell quite quickly by her voice how seriously it is. Or if we're at home and maybe she's upstairs, I'm downstairs and she's calling, I can tell pretty much straight away if it's an emergency and I need to run up the stairs 
or if she just wants me to get her something because she doesn't want to get it herself. You can tell, her, as a parent, I can tell a lot in the voice. And it's the same for us. God knows your voice. He knows your voice. When you speak to him, he knows who you are. He recognises it. You don't have to compete for his attention. You don't have to pray in a certain way to get him to listen to you. You don't have to do certain things. You don't have to become a better person to make him listen to you. Sort out all your problems. He, As your father, he knows your voice. Often in the Bible, the uh, God is described as a shepherd. And, as, as, and we are as his sheep. And as a shepherd, he knows our voice. 1 John 5.14 says this. And this is the confidence that we have towards him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us he hears us the greek word for confidence here is parousia and it means free and fearless a cheerful courage a boldness and frank and free speech so it's telling us that we can have total confidence a, a courage a boldness that god hears us when we speak to him and we can speak frankly and honestly to him as our father Psalm 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. As a father, I always want my girls to be totally open and honest with me. I, I will tell Layla that I, I, she can always come and talk to me. Whatever has happened, whatever she's done. And God, likewise, stands with open arms to us. Always open, always approachable, always listening. So God knows your voice and thirdly my last point god holds all things in his hands god holds all things in his hands so often parenting at least in my experience can feel the opposite of that i don't feel like i'm in control i feel like i'm constantly trying to stay in control stay in control of of the mess and the social calendar and everything else that that comes with it you know, and, and we're not there yet, but as children get older, they make their own decisions. And as parents, you can feel out of control at that point. Uh, sickness and ill health can affect children. Again, we're out of our control. I, I remember one of the most uh, stressful and out of control moments that we've ever experienced uh, to do with parenting was when we were trying for, for number two after Layla, before Ellie was born. And... Uh, very sadly, Hannah suffered a, a miscarriage um, when, when we were trying. A few weeks before, I'd uh, suffered a displaced fracture in my left foot playing football. Um, I was just trying to run when it happened and it just decided to, to break and snap. So that was unfortunate. So I had a moon boot and, and crutches. And after we went to the hospital and, and got the, you know, the, the awful news, we just felt totally scrambled and devastated. And we went to the Metro Centre just to walk around and, and get some food and unfortunately uh, the process started to kick off and so I remember having to rip my moon boot off and drive get Hannah home and she ended up uh, collapsing and I had to ring 999 the next day and it felt like the whole world was just spinning and out of control I had no control on what was happening and gosh in the last year hasn't it felt like so much is out of our control so many of us have suffered uh, pain and hardship and difficulty, loneliness, confusion. A global pandemic has really highlighted how small we can feel in the face of such big things. But, and it's a big but, even though lots of things are out of 
our control. God is in control and God holds all things in his hands. So whatever we face, whatever the pain we face, even a pandemic, God is still on the throne and he's still in control. And a big part of the Christian walk is again and again kneeling before God and saying, God, I trust that you are at work in my life. I trust that you are with me. I trust that you are in control even when I feel like I am not. Psalm 73, 26 says this, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. The Hebrew word for strength there is saw, and it means a rock or a large boulder. And so God is the strength of your heart, the rock of your heart that you can lean on. So there, we're going to come to a close and I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. Welcome his presence. You might want to do the same where you are. Just encourage you to uh, put aside any distractions. You might want to put your hands out in front of you as a sign of welcoming the Holy Spirit. You might want to stand. And as we welcome the Holy Spirit, I pray that in this moment you would receive a fresh realisation of God's love for you as your Father. I pray that you would have a greater revelation that God wants the best for you. That he knows your voice. And that he holds all things and your life in his hands.